This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, August 5th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Downey. A Washington-based activist group, the Center for Food Safety, is telling supporters that it will file a lawsuit within the next two weeks to block the newly enacted biotech disclosure law. The group's executive director, Andrew Kimbrell, said in a fundraising email yesterday that the lawsuit would seek to have the law declared unconstitutional on a number of grounds. Kimbrell said his group, quote, has no intention of letting this anti-democratic, discriminatory, fake labeling bill stand. He did not elaborate on the legal basis for the lawsuit, but his group has a long history of challenging the Agriculture Department's actions on biotech crops. One D.C. lawyer who specializes in food regulation, Ricardo Carjaval, told AgriPulse he can't think of any serious basis for challenging the constitutionality of the new law. The Grocery Manufacturers Association declined to comment on the prospect of a lawsuit, noting that the law was passed with large bipartisan majorities in both the House and the Senate. Few farms to get MPP payments after trimming coverage. Despite a sharp drop in dairy prices this spring, few farms are going to get payments under the Margin Protection Program. That's a reflection of the fact that many producers reduced their coverage levels this year to the minimum amount, $4 a hundredweight. USDA announced yesterday that it expects to make $11 million in payments for the May to June period. But since the average margin during that period was five seventy six a hundred, the payments will only go to producers with coverage levels of six to eight dollars. Less than ten percent of production is projected at those levels this year. By comparison, last year about one third of production was covered at those levels, that according to USDA data. Dairy producers could buy up their coverage for two thousand seventeen, but many may not see the need to do so. USDA's online calculator doesn't project margins to fall below $8 at any point before the end of the year. Chris Galen, a spokesman for the National Milk Producers Federation, cautions that the USDA projections just a forecast and that conditions could easily change and probably will. He also points out that this time of year, USDA was projecting much higher margin than had been actually occurred. He said, we know now that the forecast was overly optimistic. USDA means tests could affect few farms. USDA economists say that extending a means test to crop insurance at the $900,000 income eligibility limit that's now on commodity programs would affect relatively few policyholders. A study by the Economic Research Service says that a $900,000 means test would catch fewer than a half a percent of farms and less than one percent of premiums. Critics of crop insurance have been pushing to reduce premium subsidies to high-earning farmers, and such proposals are expected to be debated as a part of the next farm bill. Farm groups fear that any income limit could easily be tightened at some point in the future, even if it hits a few producers when it is first imposed. The concern is that a substantial cut in premium subsidies would encourage wealthy producers to leave the program, potentially raising premiums for other farmers. Global food prices ease. 
International commodity prices fell last month after five straight months of increases. The United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization says its measure of global commodity prices dropped eight-tenths percent from June, largely because of declines in grain prices. The index is down 1.4 percent from one year ago. FAO said grain prices fell last month by 5.6% because of a sharp decline in corn prices and due to expectations for a big U.S. crop this fall and a dip in the cost of wheat. Prices for vegetable oils are also down. Those declines offset increase in prices for dairy meat and for sugar. Today's big question, is a hot dog a sandwich? It's not quite on the level of to be or not to be, but there are still those out there who ponder the weighty question. Is the hot dog a sandwich or not? The latest debate will take place today as a part of the weekend Chicago Hot Dog Fest. Janet Rowley, a spokeswoman for the North American Meat Institute and the so-called Queen of Wien with the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, she relishes that name, will argue no. She'll go up against Peter Allen from the Chicago History newspaper. The Hot Dog Council's position is that a hot dog is much more than a mere sandwich. A hot dog is an exclamation of joy, a food, a verb describing one showing off, and even an emoji. It is a category all its own. The public seems to agree. A new Harris survey on behalf of the council shows that 57% of Americans believe a hot dog is not a sandwich. That's compared to 33% who believe that it is. 10% of the public is still not decided. Here's a programming note for you. AgriPulse Daybreak will take a two-week break. Look for Daybreak to return on Monday, August 22nd. Well, that is Daybreak for this Friday, August 5th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.